This is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. And now keeping himself with Martinez 5. He is going to be in touchdown. Adrian Martinez off the right edge. Runs in from 15 yards out. Tie the game. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Three steps one over the Florida Gators. Now. Shoots the three. Got it. Isaiah Roby nails it from three-point land. And a good time was had by all. Good Saturday morning. Welcome again to another edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. Glad to have you with us here. Just two football game days left in the regular season. I was going to say at hopefully, least two. Hopefully. I like the addendum. Hopefully you get a third. That's Caleb Henry, KLIN Sports Director. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. And, uh, yeah, exciting night last night, exciting day today. And uh, maybe Nebraska gets win number five and moves on uh, to set up a a bowl game or bust Black Friday. Oh, that's all we want, though. That's all we've talked about. I want some pumpkin pie, too. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, some pumpkin pie. I'd like some apple pie along with it and just... I've been telling people, girls got the summer, fat boys get the fall, right? <laughs> this fat boy fall, let's go. Let, let's 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 gain a little bit over the holidays. It's, it's not beach season, it's unbuckle your belt season. Oof. Gotta have an elastic waistband. That's yes. the only way you get through. That's the only way to live. This is a giant weekend, though, for, for Husker sports. Last night, um, the it, we'll, we'll say kind of the, the sports that were airing on, on the radio. Because um, wrestling also won yesterday, they defeated Wyoming in a duel. Um, but you you look at volleyball getting a five set win in a top ten matchup at Minnesota. Men's basketball surviving in overtime. Uh, football going today, and then women's basketball and volleyball with another top ten matchup tomorrow. Foot, uh, basketball surviving despite what did they end up shooting from the free throw line? Jeez, what? <laughs> I gotta grab that. If you're over not here. if you're not on Twitter, by the way, you can follow <laughs> you can follow the show at KLIN Huskers. I'm at Stukenholtz, and Caleb is at I Caleb Henry with a K. Um, oh we were God. discussing whether or not we could just roll up into the gym this morning and just do a live show from, I don't know, one of the Lincoln High School gyms and, and see if we could hit what Nebraska hit from do, the free Do we line. get any warm-ups, or do we just walk in? I, I, I wonder if I could just... I haven't touched a basketball, like other than just giving my, my kids the little ones in the, in the driveway. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched a basketball probably in two years. I'm, I'm just going to roll in there cold and see if I can do it. See, I've been to a couple like bars where they have a hoop set up in the corner, oh, okay, and it's kind of like netted off. Yeah. Uh, after about two or three, I go, okay, this is my shooting form. This is what it is. Yep, yep. Uh, but so <laughs> Nebraska men's basketball, and I said this in the story uh, up at KLIN.com, uh, the saying is it, it's better to be lucky than good. But Nebraska ball had to be both in order to be swack Southern and complete the uh, men's-women's double. Take, take that, Southern. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But from the free throw line, Nebraska – Shot 51.4%. Well, they got about 50 in overtime. That's good. 19 of 37. Yeah, in overtime, they shot 3 of 6. Um, From the field for the game, 57.4%. Wow. From 3, 57.1. They hit 12 of 21. Man. They missed twice as many free throws as they missed threes. But as I've said, uh, said on Twitter, and I told you off air, 
technically the free throw is a mid range shot, and that's a. Uh, it's discouraged. An, an, analytics say no. Yeah, that's discouraged. <laughs> well, hey, they got the win. They're they're back to five hundred, and now they go down to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, and... d- despite getting rocked by thirty rebounds. Yeah, rebounding that, is going to be an issue this we, season. We we've said that, and they gave up. Yeah. Actually, Southern had uh, more offensive rebounds than Nebraska ball had total rebounds. 25 to 24. There's your, there's your stat of the morning right there, folks. But, I mean, they survived. The, the yeah. Nebraska survived. You go to 2-2. Two and two, You go to the Caymans. Um, you take on Washington State, who just lost to uh, Omaha here a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, there are some other good teams there. Old Dominion and George Mason on your side. Um, that would be your Tuesday matchup, win or lose, the way the bracket goes. Yeah. Uh, and then a number of other teams for that Wednesday matchup. We'll have those will all be right here on fourteen hundred KLIN. Yeah, um, no, no TV. No unless TV. You get a subscription to what Flow? Sports. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Flow Hoops, which is the Flow arm Hoops. of Flow Sports. But yeah, yeah I think I I'd, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember if it was like thirteen or fifteen bucks or something yeah. um, for the monthly, and then you just go in and cancel. Yeah. I don't know if they do a weekly free trial because they do not. Oh man, that if, would kind of undermine their entire operation because this is really the only reason that anybody yeah. would get one of those subscriptions because if they did there's to be so many nebraska fans just go well weekly uh trial here we go <laughs> a lot of free trials coming in from the state of nebraska <laughs> I, don't, I don't wonder what that's about yeah so so yeah hoops gets it done volleyball gets it done they uh they have another top 10 matchup this weekend uh so they'll uh, attempt to go for that sweep uh up north and and stay in the hunt, stay in the hunt uh for that big 10 regular season title uh, which is maybe more impressive than the national championship in in a few ways. It is. It it's just, is. It's a different different grind. I mean, when when people talk about let's just say college football, for instance, you you go back with the the Big Eight and the Big Six, uh, it, Nebraska and Oklahoma playing each other. Well, sometimes that game, I mean, it decided who got essentially to play for the national championship, kind of on on where they went for their bowl game. But sometimes that was an even tougher game. Yeah. You look at the SEC now. There are times that, and we won't even get into their unbalanced week scheduling. Um, what an awful cupcake weekend! But the SEC, there are some times of late in the in the last like since two thousand that some of the SEC regular season games have been more challenging than the national championship game, and that's what it is in with the Big Ten volleyball. The Nebraska, whether it's Penn State, who Penn State's not in the top ten, but they Nebraska had to go five at Devaney. Mm-hmm. And then this weekend, with Nebraska ranked number six, they just won at number seven Minnesota. You get a day off today, which Coach Cook said they get to go see Frozen Two. I don't know if that was a reward for winning or they just said we're gonna go watch this on our day off. And I know you're pumped for uh, a little bo- little more letting it go. And then on Sunday at number five Wisconsin, who controls their entire destiny, they've only got one loss in the conference. Nebraska has two. Yeah. You go get that win, you come down in the this final weekish, and Nebraska can be in completed control of that conference championship run. Yeah, they can. They can grab it by the horns right here uh, this weekend. Uh, Nebraska back to football. Uh, they're taking on Maryland today. Maryland three and seven, uh, not very good. Their wins are over no. Howard, Syracuse, who was ranked at the time, is not anymore. Uh, and Rutgers. Those are their three victories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the only team in the country to have given up 70 and score 70 in different spots in this season, uh, which is uh, kind of a, an interesting uh, place to be with your program in, in a season. And, and, and believe the, it or not, they've kicked less field goals than Nebraska. Yeah, they have one made field goal all year. One! <laughs> yep. And and Nebraska's got more than that. I mean, heck, 
they they had a, a field goal go like right between multiple Northwestern yeah. arms from a walk-on safety. So when you make score predictions, you don't go, okay, I think Maryland's going to get was, to 17. Because then, okay, you think they're going to double up how many field goals they've made this year? Yeah, I was all touchdowns in mind. That <laughs> that, I, that's what I had to as well. So so <laughs> Nebraska going out there, uh, that, that game kicks off at 2.30. We've got a short show today. We're only going to 9.30 because uh, pregame will kick Husker us half out a hour. early. Um, so the uh, the KLI and Husker thirty minutes, um, as it were. Um, we've got to get a couple of breaks in. So actually, I was going to take a break right here um, and uh, and get to that. And I wanted to touch on how people are seeing what the Wisconsin game was, and maybe in in large part how they're seeing this season in general. Because I think it's the ultimate Rorschach test for what you see as Nebraska football program right now. Um, Caleb and I are going to discuss that and more next. This is the KLI and Husker Hour. Here on 1400 KLIN. Talking with current and former Huskers and those who cover the Big Red. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio. 1400 KLIN. It is Husker game day. Just a couple regular season games left in the regular season of 2019. Nebraska's at Maryland here in about five hours. Uh, pre-game coverage from the network will be right here on KLI, and that starts at 9.30, so we're going to get out of here a little early this morning. Uh, but Caleb, I wanted to, to, to dig in a little bit to what Wisconsin was, because it feels like it feels like Husker fans are seeing what they wanted to see out of that game. You have... A little bit of good, you have a little bit of bad. Obviously, Nebraska loses the game 37-21, uh, but the way the game went, you get the you get the fumble and the touchdown right away, you give up a kickoff return immediately, and there's no momentum. Um, it, it started off kind of funky like that, but the Nebraska going up and down the field, five, almost 500 yards of offense on a top-10 defense, but then you have... You get into the you get inside the forty yard line eight times and you only score three times. It's it's just you you are going to see what you want to see when you look at this game. Are you going to be more encouraged about the fact that look at what they did on offense against that defense without Wandale Robinson, or is it man they just can't finish drives? They're they're not going to be able to finish drives against even a Maryland defense that's terrible, uh, terrible in the red zone as well. Um, it, it's. To me, it's the ultimate Rorschach test. You, you put that ink blot up, and you're just like, what do you see? And some people see the almost 500 yards on offense. Some people see uh, holding Wisconsin to three field goals in the red zone on five possessions, which is a lot better than they did against Indiana and Purdue. Indiana was five for six on touchdowns with one field goal. Indiana, or, no, Indiana went five for six. Purdue went four for four. Uh, and so you hold Wisconsin and yet Jonathan Taylor goes for over 200 yards for the third time in his career against Nebraska. Wisconsin kind of handles the game the whole time. Offensively and defensively, there's good and bad you can take from that game, and um, I just, I don't know, to me, I, I feel a little bit encouraged just because of the way those two games between the buys went, and then you juxtapose that with what you saw against Wisconsin. I think they might have turned a little bit of a corner there. Yeah, there's a couple ways to look at it in, on both sides of the ball. We'll start on offense. You look at the number of yards they put up, and I know yards don't equate to points, but when you look at the the analytics of it, the statistics of it, yards should equate at some point to uh, to the scoreboard. And actually, where Nebraska had the ball on the field, how many yards they put up, um, and I'm gosh, I feel really bad. I forget who who tweeted it out there, and they have kind of the advanced stats. 
where Nebraska had the ball and the number of yards that they put up in the game should have equated to 44 points in the ball game. Yeah. Should have equated to 44 points. Where Maryland, or Maryland, where Wisconsin had the ball and the number of yards they put up should have equated to 34, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So Nebraska, based on the, the statistics of it, should have won by more than a touchdown. Obviously, finding or looking at advanced stats, that does not win ball games. Yeah. That part's encouraging because it says you look at what this offense can do. The part that's a little bit discouraging is it's been a season-long thing of when Nebraska gets rolling, gets closer to the end zone, and defenses have to buckle down with their back against the wall. You saw it against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin went with the bend, don't break. We're going to give up a bunch of yards, but now that we're down here, we're going to get a 20-yard sack. We're We're going to force you into not trusting your kicking game and having to go for it on fourth down. A couple of turnover on downs late in the ballgame. Defensively, the encouraging part is, like you said, forcing those field goals when they got down into the red zone. That, the way Wisconsin runs the ball, you would think that, oh, they crossed the 30. It's four-down territory the rest of the way. They're, they're never going to have to ever kick anything. Just keep running it with Jonathan Taylor. Send him right, send him left. Honestly, that should be their call. JT right, JT left. Why would you do anything else? Yeah. Um, the the discouraging part is, yeah, they you got off on a lot of third downs, but then Wisconsin was it two for two on fourths? Is, is that what that that what they went? I know they got a couple of fourth downs. They're just one for one. One for just that, yeah, just that one, yep. and that one was yep. kind of a backbreaker because you thought, oh, they're going to kick a field goal. We got off on third down, yep. and then they line up and get that fourth down. Um, Nebraska has not been good defensively on fourth downs. I know they gave up a couple to between Purdue and Indiana, and once you get down into those, those situations, Nebraska actually has wasn't they were really good on third down against Wisconsin. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree that there's both the when you look at the Rorschach, you can look at it both extremes on being extremely encouraged and extremely discouraged. I look at it very encouragingly. Because when you look at the type of opponent, Wisconsin is very different than Indiana and Purdue the last couple of games. Yeah. And you and I were saying that up in the press box. Wow. The way this offense is moving, Coach Frost said after the game, though, and you could kind of see him losing some patience with the defense. Now, if this defense can get to where they give up less than 30 a game because Coach Frost's offense, the entire offensive line is coming back, you've got all of those playmakers. If Juan Dale is a freshman All-American, that makes three in a row between him, uh, Martinez, and J.D. Spielman, you've got all of these dudes that can do stuff on offense. They're going to score more than 30-35 a game next year. What is that defense going to look like? And we saw a lot of young guys get in the ball game, get some of that experience. They're going to get those red shirts. You're going to see a lot more guys come back next year. Yeah, well, and you saw a lot of that. They're kind of a youth movement in the last game. The last game, there were 11 redshirt or true freshman it was that played, a wow not even counting Wandale Robinson <laughs> um and so yeah you, you definitely have uh the future on display and I think that you might see a little bit more of that again today depending on who you know they, they want to preserve red shirts for people um and if you get up you can play Luke McCaffrey yep if you get up yep. in this game you can get his look you can get Vedral in the game you're, you're not worried about those red shirts right now unless you're looking at it saying we want to, these guys that are could hit four by the end of the regular season. Well, we would want to play them in the bowl game, and then you start thinking about that. But I think they want to get these guys in, yeah, and see 
where they can go and what that future is since they've had to be so kind of careful uh, and cautious with the guys and with their minutes. Yeah, Luke McCaffrey has played in two games. Mm-hmm. Ramir Johnson's played in three, did not play against uh, Wisconsin, so he's, he could still get one more. Uh, hopefully he actually would get carries if he, you know, because yeah, he's been in two games where he didn't even touch the ball. And that's the part where people were saying, why was Wyatt Mazur getting the ball at the end of the game? We know that Diedrich Mills was maybe a little bit tired. Um, he just ran up, got that big run, so I can understand yeah. being a little bit winded. And then we'll just give it to Ramir down there. Okay, so he would have got two carries in the game. He would have yeah. seen two snaps. Yeah. And yeah, they Huskers, let's say they score. You've still got a lot that has to happen to come back in that game to change the result. Yeah. You've got uh, three games under his belt for Darian Chase, three games for Miles Farmer, uh, two for Keem Green, two for Chris Hickman, one for Nick Henrich. Uh, then you go to Ramir Johnson. We mentioned him. He's got three. Uh, Luke McCaffrey mentioned him. Quentin Newsom's already played in eight, so his red shirt's off. Garrett Nelson, obviously, his red shirt's off as well. And that is... Oh, the brake is firing automatically. Maybe it's telling us something. Um, so, yeah, that you could see a little bit of that youth movement in this game, um, and I think that that is something to watch for, certainly, because Nebraska's got guys to play. You want to kind of get away from the, the, the players who are not going to be here for the long term. That's kind of been something that's been uh, uh, not so subtly mentioned a few times where Hey, you know, mostly everybody's on board, or almost everybody is here to play. <laughs> like that type of thing is still out there, uh, and and if you if you play more young guys, then you're going to cycle some of that out. And obviously, there's only a couple more games left to go mm-hmm. with the guys who are on the roster at this point that would be, you know, from that old regime or, or from from days gone by, so to speak. Yeah, since uh, you know what, since technology is telling us that we should probably take this last break. Um, <laughs> Cole, I do want to get what your expectations are for today. I know we've talked a little bit about the fact that we know the offense is going to do well. Ohio State put up over 700 yards of offense on the Terrapins a few weeks ago. Yeah. Verdusco said, well, that's Ohio State. They got some cats, got some dudes. Love it when that guy talks. But yeah, I want to talk uh, expectations um, in our in our final segment of the half-hour show, half-hour version. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we were going to take our uh, our last break here. Uh, we'll we'll jump back in just a little bit and finish this thing up. 9.30 pregame. We'll start right here on KLIN with a 2.30 kickoff out at Maryland with Nebraska and the Terrapins. That's Caleb Henry. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. Back in a flash on KLIN Husker Hour. Your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers is right here. You're listening to the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. KLI and Husker Hour. That's Caleb Henry. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. Having a nice little spirited discussion about whether the playoff or the old method or the expanded playoff is the best way to go with the settling college football's national championship. We do not have enough time to get into that. Just bring back the BCS. That never, no one ever got mad at that. Well, you're going to get mad at no matter what. That's (laughs) that's just a. uh, If Nebraska's not in it, I don't care. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> All right, so we are uh, just a few minutes away from pregame coverage from the uh, Husker Sports Network here on KLIN, so we're going to get out of here early, but plenty of time for us uh, to go over what we are expecting from this one. Um, Caleb, what after after seeing what Nebraska's offense and defense did against Wisconsin, a top 10 team, uh, and, and top 10 in defense, what are you expecting to see with this Husker uh, team against Maryland today? I know it can be easy to have kind of a letdown and say, we put in all this effort and it still didn't happen. 
Well, if they would have played like that, I think there's probably two two wins they get over the course of the year. Then you invert the record. They're six and four right now, and looking at what bowl game you're going to. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't think that discouragement is going to happen. I, I I think a lot of these players, especially the younger guys, said, "Look what we can do. Look what this culture is becoming." When you get us young guys in here, not not to knock any of the older guys. But that's what a lot of the talk has been. Uh, uh, you've heard from Juan Dale. You've heard from Martinez. You've, you've heard these guys say, this is the culture we want to build. I fully expect the offense to come out humming. I haven't looked at what the weather is over there on the East Coast, but I know Rusty said yesterday um, possible rain early, but it should be cleared up by the time the, the game kicks off. I expect the offense to come out firing. I expect that defense, knowing that Maryland has to run the ball and that's kind of where the Blackshirts have been beaten up. I don't think they're going to get run all over on the on the on the ground. I don't think they give up more than three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I expect Adrian Martinez to just continue to develop. Although there's been a little bit more indecisiveness this year, the playbook has been a lot deeper than it was when he was a freshman. The playbook playbook's been a lot deeper than when Vedrill and McCaffrey were back there taking snaps. I expect the offense to to absolutely hum, defense to control everything. No matter which Terrapin quarterback is in there between the two of them, I, I just I don't see a letdown, and I know there's a possibility for it when you go to the East Coast first ever trip to Maryland. I think I said it yesterday. Nebraska like forty nine fourteen or forty eight fourteen. I don't I don't expect this game to be close. I I don't expect the game to be close either. I I am still a little skeptical that Nebraska is going to control it that well to the tune of forty nine fourteen. I said forty two twenty one yesterday on the tailgate. Um, I I think Nebraska is still going to give up a couple of busts on defense uh, just to just to get Maryland up and down the field a couple times. Look, their their passing offense is not impressive at all. Their quarterback who leads the team in passing is uh, under fifty percent completions. Uh, their backup is 60%, but he's thrown three touchdowns against six interceptions. Um, it's going to be about the running game if they're going to get things going, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that's where they can make a little bit of hay. But again, uh, they may struggle against Nebraska with that as well um, in, in terms of uh, getting the ball into the end zone. So I think Nebraska is is going to be able to be in control in this one. I don't see them controlling it like from start to finish, but by the end of the game, I think it'll be clear that Nebraska is going to win, and it'll be finally mm-hmm. one of those games where you can maybe a little bit exhale. Um, I, I I like Adrian Martinez after what he did last week, and I hope that the offensive game plan remains consistent and they keep feeding him the ball on, on the ground early. Yeah, early that, runs. That got him going. And called I think runs, too, it. not just yes. getting him onto the edge and then saying, if you have it, run. Yeah, no, no. Called runs. Yeah, call call it. You do the zone read, but tell him he's keeping it no matter what or whatever whatever the play is. Um, you know, Maybe it's a third down and you run him. Um, and third down and short, and you just you just get him, you know, to line up behind the running back and and find the seam. I I like him in that role, and I hope that's what they do because I think you'll be able to take off a little bit from there. I don't expect to see Wandale Robinson. No, nope, I don't um, either. But they showed that you can move the ball still, even though he's not in the game, and I think that's a pretty encouraging sign. Real quick note, while before we close things up here, obviously today football game right here on KLIN tomorrow. Volleyball at 1.30. That game's going to be on B1073 as they take on number 5 Wisconsin. Because of that, volleyball, undefeated record on the line, in-state rival Creighton at 2 o'clock. That game's going to be here on 1400 KLIN. There you go. That's Caleb Henry, KLIN Sports Director. I'm Cole Stukenholz. Thanks for joining us for the KLIN Half Hour today. Uh, We will be back next week. 
to wrap up the season, the regular season, and hopefully not yep. the entire season. And the Cayman Islands Classic, women in Las Vegas. Yep, it'll be right on the heels of Nebraska-Iowa on Black Friday. So tune in next week. We will see you then. Until then, go Big Red. Go Big